Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here on this Monday, the 13th of September, 2021. Trust you've had a phenomenal weekend and looking forward to a massive, massive week in sales as and as we normally do on a Monday. Quick reminder before we jump into today's topic, if you haven't yet subscribed to the show, please press subscribe on the platform you're listening to or if you're on the Apple platform, I think it's follow. Press follow and that will enable me to let you know when new episodes are up and ready to be listened to and digested. And of course, if you can do me also a favor, that would be greatly appreciated. If you can rate the show as well, give me a one, two, three, four, or hopefully a five-star rating. And that again will enable other people who are just like you trying to find information around sales and sales leadership to more easily find the podcast on the various platforms, particularly on the Apple platform, because I've got no idea how the algorithm algorithms work. But uh, apparently, the more ratings that there are or podcasts that have ratings, it makes it a lot easier for people to find them on the uh, on the platform. So if you can do that, that would be awesome. So in today's podcast, I want to talk about becoming an exceptional sales leader. Now, this is called the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. And uh, I want to talk about a few, a few things, and particularly a, a formula, if you like, that I've been using with a lot of clients and... It's a bit of based on research, based on what I've done myself, but also based on working with a lot of sales leaders over the journey. Uh, there are certain things that sales leaders do that separate them from everybody else that enables them to become exceptional. Now, what's really interesting about this is that in today's society, and if you look at the, the just the business landscape, it is more and more competitive, it is more and more busy, and companies and their leaders are trying to continually search for what we call the secret source that will blow their competition away, deliver them exceptional results and enable them to separate themselves from their competition and be, really, be market leaders. Now, interestingly, again, is many organizations and many leaders within organizations tend to look as a bit of a default to their product or their service thinking that they've got the best product, they've got the best service, they're market leading, or they've got best of breed, or they've got the highest quality. And their belief is that this will deliver the killer blow for them and elevate them above all of their competition. Now, the list goes on and on and on. You've probably heard uh, very similar things. You might even have additional things to add to this, but very rarely, if ever, does the market leading product or the service end up delivering a killer blow. It very rarely, if ever, happens. Now, here's the thing. Companies that dominate the marketplace have one thing in common. Now, we all know that businesses that are successful underpin their business based on a thing called sales. And we need to have sales. We need to have revenue coming in the door. We need to have new products being delivered. And we also need to make sure that that revenue that is being delivered is actually profitable revenue. But here's what the companies that dominate the marketplace have in common. They actually cultivate exceptional sales leaders. And these sales leaders oversee teams that deliver results that are not only extraordinary, they are consistent, they are sustainable, and they are also replicable. This is actually the secret sauce. Now, having been in sales for so many years, I've actually had the opportunity to experience, I guess, the uh, the exceptional sales leader culture, but I've also had the opportunity to experience the non-exceptional sales leader culture as well. And with this, there's a number of organizations that I've either worked for or have been associated with 
that believed their own rhetoric. They were drinking their own Kool-Aid and they thought that they had the very best product to the point where they didn't actually place a huge amount of emphasis on the quality of their sales teams. And in many cases, some people within the organization felt as if they didn't even need a sales team, which is really, really fascinating when you think about it. And if you delve into the psychology behind this, it is equally fascinating. Most of these people who were making these decisions were uh, technicians. They were people who had either created the product or who were very, very close to uh, getting involved in the application of the product and, and its development to the point where they thought the product was the product that was going to sell itself to the point where some of the marketing people that would come in and help, I guess, market this particular product and the service associated with it thought that all they had to do was put some beautiful website uh, designs together maybe some brochureware, maybe a couple of videos here and there, and they would actually put it out to the marketplace. And just the power of that would have, in their mind, uh, created such demand for the product that people would have been fighting and crawling over themselves to try and get to the front door of the business to try and buy that product. To the point where I've actually heard many people say, what do we need salespeople for? But the product sells itself. And such a such a naive approach, and any wonder that these particular organisations fundamentally struggled because they might have had a phenomenal product, and who knows, it may well have been the best product ever invented, but they couldn't sell it. Why? Because they didn't actually create the product based on a problem that existed in the marketplace. They just created a product and thought that if they built it, people would come, and it doesn't actually work like that. Now, we've talked about this a lot, and it's sales fundamentally at its core is problem solving and great problem solving. And a, and a salesperson and a sales organization that's able to identify a problem in the marketplace uh, and articulate that problem to the point where the people listening to them speaking about that problem get this feeling, this sensation that maybe, just maybe, they have a solution to this problem. And so that starts the, I guess, the sales dynamics where people start leaning into a possible solution to a problem, but it starts with creating the dialogue around that particular problem. Because you might have, very much might have, the very best product in the marketplace, but if there's no problem that needs to be solved, then it's just a product. And that product, for all intents and purposes, and with the greatest amount of respect, will simply stay on the shelf and will never be purchased. Why? Because there's no problem that needs to be solved as a result of having that product. And that's why a lot of organizations don't extract their maximum potential and don't achieve the results that they're capable of because they haven't articulated specifically what the problem is. Now, turning our our attention back to the sales leaders and the organizations that actually create this culture where they cultivate exceptional sales leaders Sales leaders at their core understand that the reason they're there is to become master problem solvers. And so how do they go about becoming exceptional? What is it they do that is different to every other sales leader that they're in competition with that enables them to stand out from the crowd and really, as from the organizational point of view, deliver that killer blow that they're looking for and become the secret source that makes all the difference to the organization in terms of their numbers, but also in terms of things like engagement as well. Well, Uh, They follow a simple yet very powerful formula that delivers consistently high results. And there are three key steps. And this is something I take all my clients through. And it's very, very fundamental, but it's also very, very profound. And often the simplest things are also the simplest things not to do because a lot of people look at this and say, this looks too simple. It can't be this simple. It's got to be more complicated than this. Well, I'm here to tell you that it's not. It's actually very, very simple, but also understand that sometimes the simplest things, as I've already said, are also some of the things that are easy to not do as well, or at least easy to 
discard or not place enough attention on it. So here are the three key steps. This is a very simple formula here. Three key steps that exceptional sales leaders follow that enables them to become exceptional and therefore deliver those results that become sustainable, replicable, and also extraordinary. First, first step, step number one, is they attract the right talent. Now, this is, a, this is a key thing. They understand exactly what success looks like. They have a very, very clear picture in terms of what success looks like and what the makeup of their team needs to be in order to deliver the success that they need and the organization is looking for. And so what they, they start to do is they think about, okay, what sort of talent do I need to have in my team that is going to be required to create a winning culture? Now, you might be sitting there thinking, well, I don't have the ability to build a team. I have an inherited a team. And that's perfectly okay. The same process applies because what you need to have, even when you come into an organization, is you need to have a very, very clear picture of what success looks like for you and what the makeup of a successful team looks like. So this is about looking for what sort of personal and behavior styles are going to be best suited to the winning culture that you're going to be creating. And this is where a lot of people fall short because it's very easy to create what they what a sales leader considers to be a winning team, but when you look at how the sales leader creates that culture and how they attract talent, in a lot of cases they will actually start to attract talent and bring people on board who are very very similar to them. And so you find this team starts to get developed and it becomes a very one-dimensional team. They might get on like a house on fire. They might also be on the same page. But when it comes to bringing variety, being able to have healthy conflict, healthy, robust discussions around things like strategy, then it becomes very, very difficult because everybody's on the same page. So you don't have any differences of opinion, and you certainly don't have differences of background. And so what an exceptional sales leader does is they know exactly what good good team looks like. They know what an exceptional team looks like. And so they will know there's going to be different people required to come from different perspectives, to have different ideas, and have different opinions as well, because that's what's going to bring such an eclectic mix of people together and promote robust discussion. Because that's from an exceptional sales leader's point of view, that is the way to create a winning culture. Have people from different backgrounds, different perspectives, all coming together, having robust discussions, but also being really aligned on what the ultimate success looks like. Because here's the thing, they understand that culture beats strategy every single day of the week. And hence their focus, their attention is always going to be on leading the team through positive influence. So they'll be demonstrating strong leadership capabilities and it won't be through positional leadership. And they're going to be relentless in terms of their pursuit on cultural excellence. So the first step for these guys is they're going to attract the right talent. Now, interestingly, most organizations don't spend near enough time on this first step. And I wonder why they start to build a one-dimensional team that delivers one-dimensional results. You need to have some tension in the teams. You need to have some people who have different opinions. And you, if you promote that, you can very quickly harness the power to actually move in the right direction and deliver extraordinary results. So as a prime example, as a, as a sales leader, I was always looking for people who were different to me. Now, it wasn't always the case, but I, I learned the hard way that you don't want to build a one-dimensional team. So I started looking for people who thought differently than me, who had different backgrounds to me, who had a different perspective than me, because I knew it would bring in a completely different dimension to the sales team. And that's exactly what was required and enabled us to actually make some massive inroads and to create some extraordinary results. So there's step one, attract the right talent. Step two is having attracted the right talent, they now start to develop that talent. And development is absolutely crucial. Too many sales leaders are too eager to bring in talent who have already delivered massive sales results 
in other organizations. And it's almost like they are blinkered. And if this person hasn't delivered massive results in another organization, then I'm not going to look at them. So I'm purely looking for their sales results as a determining factor as to whether I'll bring them on to my particular sales team. And they don't necessarily spend enough time on working out whether this particular person, this salesperson, is going to be the right cultural fit. Now, I've seen this thousands and thousands of times when people make decisions on bringing people in. They look far too easily and far too quickly and far too singularly at the resume in terms of the results this person's delivered, and they don't spend near enough time on asking them really, really challenging questions on what they believe, what their values are, to determine whether this person will be a cultural fit, whether this person will add a positive dimension to our team, or whether they will be a bit of a fly in the ointment, because I've seen it happen time and time again. This extraordinary salesperson, quote-unquote, comes into the team because the sales letter thinks they've got, they must be a great cultural fit because they've delivered such massive results in organizations. But if you have a bit of a look at their crack record, they're spending two years here, three years there, four years there, two and a half years here. So they go from organization to organization to organization. And nobody tends to wonder why. And then they get into this organization and they find out very quickly that, hmm, this person might be an extraordinary salesperson, but they're not a great fit. And therefore, it's a lot of effort try and get rid of them, uh, particularly if they've actually made it past their probation period because if they're delivered in results, it's very, very difficult to move somebody out because you can't necessarily do it or it's very difficult to do it simply because this person's not a cultural fit. And so they develop, step, step two is really, really powerful and it's really, really important, developing the right talent. So the way the exceptional sales letters will do this is they'll certainly look at somebody's uh, background. They'll certainly look at what their sales results have been in, in different organizations, but they won't use a one-eyed approach and only take that into consideration. What they're looking for is they're looking for a lot of other attributes within the salesperson's makeup that will hopefully give them a bit of an insight in terms of whether this person's gonna be a perfect fit for this culture moving forward or not. So identifying talented people, talented salespeople who are not only gonna be ambitious, they're gonna be focused on constant improvement and who are gonna be teachable and coachable is what will separate the exceptional sales leader. Are these people wanting to come in and learn? Do they have a voracious appetite for learning new things and getting to another level of performance? Or do they come in knowing and thinking that they've reached their plateau, that there's nothing more they can do, they've known everything, and all they're going to rest on is their sales results they've delivered previously? Now, that is somebody who potentially is not going to be in a position to be taught or certainly a position, a person who is not necessarily going to be looking for taking their performance to a whole new level. So when you're looking for these type of people, look for people who are going to be coachable, who are going to be teachable, who are, who are wanting to learn every single day. So building strategy and driving incredible productivity off the back of this approach is what leads to exceptional results. Because if you've got a great talented team, a great culture, who are all moving in the right direction, who are all looking to how they can improve, doesn't it make it so much easier to now build strategy and become more productive off the back of that? So that's the second step, developing the talent. And then step three is they deliver the results consistently. Once they've attracted the right talent and they've developed that talent, they then turn their attention to creating powerful pitching strategies, powerful negotiation strategies. They manage a high-performing culture and they negotiate win-win outcomes because these guys become principled negotiators where they're looking for win-win outcomes, not just for their customers, but also looking for win-win outcomes for all of their key stakeholders. 
Now step three is an important one because it's really where the rubber hits the road, but you can't really get to step three or really extract the maximum potential out of step three until you've actually gone through steps one and two where you've attracted the right people, got them on the right, in the right positions on the team and developed that talent to the point where they become coachable and you've got some sustainability there that they can actually start leveraging each other and become extraordinary in terms of what they then deliver. And so step three is all about rubber the rubber hitting the road, as I said. It's about delivering what is the pitching strategy? How do we actually go to market? What sort of negotiations tactics do we use? What sort of, uh, sort of high-performing culture do we expect? What sort of performance management structure has to be in place? When I talk about performance management, this is not managing poor performance. This is about underpinning a high-performing culture to the point where every single person knows exactly what is required of them. They know what their role is to play. They know how to play it, and they play it to maximum potential. So step number three is all about delivery, delivering those exceptional results that every single organization is looking for. So what is the end result of implementing these three steps? Well, it's very, very simple. The end result is an exceptional sales culture is created that becomes a destination of choice for salespeople and a company of choice for customers, and this is what happens. Now, it takes a bit of work. It might sound easy on the surface, but it, there's a lot of work that goes into this, and it takes a bit of time to develop. But what, what happens is, once you've got the first, second, and third steps in place, the results literally start taking care of themselves because what you've created is you've created a system or an ecosystem for exceptional sales results. And in the process, you become a, an exceptional sales leader. So the question I'll leave you with today is, are you committed to being an exceptional sales leader? And what area or areas do you need to develop in order to bridge the gap from where you are right now to where you want to be in terms of being that exceptional sales leader? Now, if you are committed to becoming that exceptional sales leader, or in fact, if you're not quite sure which area you need to focus on because you're not quite sure just yet, then do yourself a favor and let's jump on a call and have a conversation and potentially work together one-on-one and allow me to help you become that exceptional sales leader over the next three months or so. So simply go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com, pick a time that suits, we'll jump on a Zoom call and we can start working together as early as this week. So very much look forward to that conversation and as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.